Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the one thing that every team needs is competent shooters. The last eight years at Grapevine Faith, our teams have averaged 354 made threes each season. I love getting to share with coaches how our shooters train and more importantly, how they think. If you would like to enhance your shooting culture at your school, contact me directly at jamodipodcast at gmail.com. So at a school like mine where uh, 200, or no, 340 kids, half of them are boys, we need multiple sport athletes. Yeah. And But even though, I mean, the, the times where I have some of those players year-round, I know that I can get deeper in their skill. This question is more of, I, I love having football players come out uh, because of their strength and athleticism, yeah. their aggressiveness that they have. One common, if I have a player who has played basketball, I know they love it. One reason they decide not to play is because they've either been told or they feel like, I'm going to lose strength during the season when I get back to football, I'm going to be behind. What are some things that we as basketball coaches can do? Because I, I always tell my guys, like, listen, we lift in season. Like, we actually lift yeah. three days a week, and we rarely miss that because yeah. it's important. Yep. How can we help? Yep, absolutely. So here's the couple, two things, because I was the same way. When I, back when I very first started coaching, I, I was a, I was a football coach, basketball coach, track coach, and so we had multiple lads, and I was in a small school. So it was funny because my football players would come out, especially like I had a couple linemen that came out and played basketball, and I said, "You got five fouls, and you're going to use them." And that's what <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like. That was the advantage. So, well, what I would do with them is I'd say, "Listen, during this three month period of time, you're going to become a better athlete. You're going to get faster. You're going to get quicker. You're going to be more explosive. Your all those abilities are going to go up." The strength training we're going to do is not going to go down. You're just not going to be able to do as much of it, and you'll know that. You'll feel that in your body because the basketball practice is different than a football practice. So what I would do is we would choose three primary lifts for those kids. Maybe it's a squat. Maybe it's a form of a deadlift or a hinge and a, and a bench press or a clean or whatever it was they wanted to do. About 20 minutes, we kept them strong. So what we would do is go – with those kids, a lot of times we'd go three to five reps and we would push the weight fairly heavy. They never got sore. They kept getting stronger and they felt good. Neurologically, they went up. Like their, their CNS system was ramped up really good because of the heavier weight with really good form. And then they were done. They were, at first, they were like, Coach, I don't feel like I did a lot. I said, yeah, but you just lifted your max for three reps or five reps in great form, what do you mean you didn't do enough? Watch, in two weeks, that's gonna go up. That's how we did it and they stayed very healthy. And because we only did it about 20 minutes, the, the volume didn't override their, you know, their fatigue levels to the point where they couldn't recover. And what was funny, my basketball kids started to say, well, I wanna do that. I wanna get, <laughs> you know, versus, you know, I would do some different stuff with them if I had to just because they weren't exposed to that early on. Now, yeah, I just kind of make sure that they, uh, they know they're going to be a better athlete because basketball is going to help them move differently and they're going to still be able to maintain that strength. And then when the season's over, they can get right back into their higher volume if they choose. 
So it'd be probably a good idea for when those guys come out. I, I don't like I don't like the idea or the feeling like it's us versus them with programs. Exactly. And and we're fortunate at Faith where I do have a good relationship with the football coach, but there's not a lot of dialogue. Uh, it would be probably smart for me to say, hey, coach, these guys are coming out. Uh, what are a few things in the weight room that you would like for them to continue to do and maintain uh, during our season so that when they do go? You, you, is that a good way to approach that? It's a great way to approach it. Why not? Why not? Why not have them involved and, and interested in and knowing that they're, they're players? Because you can say to them, hey, laterally, they're going to get better. They're going to have stronger legs and feet because of that quickness and movement. What do you want them to do? What do you really, what's important to you to keep their numbers up there? And if they say, hey, you know, because they collision, we have to have a good bench press because they have to have enough shoulder strength or they have to be able to do the, you know, maybe a hex bar deadlift, which is a pretty safe uh, deadlift. We want to keep that number. Hey, great. We'll make sure they do it, you know, yeah. and, and it's really, really good. And sometimes those players might not play as many minutes overall just because they maybe not as as skilled, which is great. A lot of times what you can do is they can prioritize their training aspect even more so than your main starters who get a lot of volume in games. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.